The complaints on our text line about the big mega merger between Kroger's and Albertsons range from they're not cleaning up their parking lots to their employees don't tuck their shirts in anymore. There's not enough stock on the shelves. The quality of the produce isn't what it once was. And that's just on our text line. What is happening across social media platforms in Chicago is much worse than that. Benita Stone, Benita L. Stone, is a partner at Catton, Mutchen, and Rosen, uh, Rosenman. And, and so we wanted to turn to you. Is there anything that could stop this merger? I understand they've entered into a definitive agreement. So first of all, will you please tell us exactly what that is in layman's terms? A definitive merger agreement is one where they've agreed to the terms and conditions of prices, um, all sorts of the details of what you would expect in a merger, what's being sold, what the stock price will be, uh, what the combined entity will be, et cetera. Um, That's what we'll call the definitive merger agreement. But a definitive merger agreement can also always be modified uh, based upon what the regulators do and they demand as part of the merger in order to get the approval. So it's definite until it's not. <laughs> I think that's the best way to describe it. It is subject always to the regulators, which would be the Federal Trade Commission and the Department of Justice, the FTC, and the DOJ are tasked with enforcing the U.S. antitrust laws. They are going to be one that are going to be scrutinizing and analyzing the merger. Is this your section of law? Is this what you practice? Are these things that you look at? It's one of the things that I do. I do a lot of what we'll call M&A litigation. I represent a lot of private equity companies that do a lot of acquisitions. So uh, antitrust scrutiny is always a part and parcel of what we do. And it does come down to the regulators, but consumers want their voice heard. Will their voice be heard? Does what they say have any impact? Uh, it does, actually. And ironically, I mean, this particular merger of, you know, there's been a lot of mergers, but you know, the, the grocery store is, is a hot button right now uh, for, for all consumers, right? Because we've already talked about the empty shelf scenario, surging prices, um, and you also mentioned things people are complaining about the employees. But the consumer's voice will be heard. Uh, the more that people complain, the more likely it is that the regulators are going to take a much deeper dive into to analyzing this. Um, and the consumers count. The point of um, the antitrust laws in general are to protect the public and the consumers from anti-competitive effects, which are, among many things, less product choices, higher prices. So, yes, Mm -hmm. their voices will be heard, and the louder they speak, the more likely the regulators are going to be listening and doing uh, deeper dive scrutiny. But where are they listening? You know, people are unloading right now in social media on our text line. Is this something they reach out to the people that represent them? Where do they voice their concerns? I don't know that they're going to, the regulators are not going to be reaching out directly to the, uh, I think, to the individuals who perhaps are complaining. What they are, they'll take it as a collective. You know, again, they've got their own mission and a mission statement and what they've really got to look at ultimately. Um, you know, because consumers can complain about many things. The agencies have their, their own um, mantra of what they have to look at, which is to do the scrutiny of how will the competition in the marketplace change if the transaction goes through. Okay, that's what they're really looking at. And they're looking at it on a both macro and a micro level, high level, low level. They're looking at the marketplace nationally to see what the impact is on competition. And then they're also going to look granularly by region, by city, and by rural area, like a sub-market, 
to see what the impact is in each and every market. So they're going to go from high to low. I would say they would go literally up and down the food chain, taking a look to see what the impact is on this. And the voices like, you know, social media, nobody can ignore it. That's not going to alter the dynamics of the impact, but the fact that consumers are concerned will heighten the scrutiny. Just inherently and intuitively, that's how it happens. And we certainly are hearing from a lot of employees and union people as well. Vanita Stone, partner at Cat & Mutchin, Rosamond LLP, thank you so much for joining us and kind of explaining it a bit better because people are very passionate and they feel very strongly about it today. Well, and I don't want any more empty shelves either, so I'm sure that people people all are understanding that these are concerns, and the regulators, I'm sure, will take a hard look at it. Thank you so much. In fact, people were filling up our voicemail as well. Here's one of the typical calls we've received. Hi, my name is Debbie. I listen to WGN constantly. Um, I am a legally blind person, so all this discussion about grocery stores fascinates me. Um, <laughs> Because my biggest problem in living independently is getting food into my house. I have no Marianos anywhere near me. I live in Berwyn. And I, so I choose to buy, choose to shop from Sam's because I can do it online, order what I need and have it delivered into the car of whomever I send over to pick it up since they certainly don't let us blind folks drive. And the stores <laughs> that I use in my area are the smallest ones that I can understand where things are and find what I need in the store. Having to have somebody else shop for you is truly an unaddressed thing for us us visually impaired people. And it fascinates me, all this discussion, whether Jewel is going to own Kroger or Kroger is going to own Jewel. Uh, Personally, they could all go to hell for all. (laughs) because none of them will do anything to help those of us that really need the help anyway that's my general opinion and all this business about cat litter boxes in high schools is complete insanity yeah yeah that is Uh, john was talking about that today and that perked up my ears because i honestly cannot believe people fall for it and someone brought it up to me at a gathering a couple weeks ago and i looked at them and thought you really don't believe they're putting kitty litter boxes in school classrooms, do you? And they looked at me and they said, oh, no, because I know somebody who teaches it. And Well, okay, enough about that. More craziness in our world. <laughs> Thanks for your opinions. You can always share yours on our voicemail at 312-222-5050. Hey, the dog doctor is coming in. You want to talk about what is expensive these days. A trip to the vet is really expensive. Dr. Dana Varble is the chief veterinary officer for the North American Veterinary Community, and she's a local vet, and she's going to join us and take your questions. That comes up after Steve's newscast from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. WGN. 